You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert. I'm leaving people. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Huh? Sponsored by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back into the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick and Rico joining you as usual, 402-464-5685, the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, and the Starter Heyman text line are both open for you guys the entire show today. Um, we got this text off the text line. It says, you spoke briefly about the Husker Lights app, but can you please inform those going that there are other volleyball-specific traditions at Nebraska? For example, cheering roof, 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 after every block, saying the server's last name when they serve, and standing on match point and clapping with the drums. Now, what's interesting, Rico, is mm. I didn't think about the whole roof That's gonna thing. That's going to loud. 90,000 people doing the roof, roof, roof. You also roof. have to hold your hands up yes. and just flick your wrists down. Flick the wrists. Three so times. There's, there's definitely some traditions, but let's head in, into the uh, the Aloe VIP line. VIP line brought to you by Aloe Fiber, where we understand the importance of exceptional service with local heart where we are joined by our good friend Lincoln Arneal of Huskers Illustrated. Lincoln, good to talk to you uh, once again. I mean, this is this is coming down to the wire. We're, we're about 24 hours away, um, less than from when the festivities will officially start around noon or so. It, it's going to be pretty exciting tomorrow in Lincoln. Oh, yeah. So we were at the stadium earlier this morning, and workers were scurrying about getting all the uh, concession stand stock, getting the TV set up, getting the final preparation on the court. It's, uh, it has the energy of a, of a big big event. Now, Lincoln, we were listening to Becca Alec and Mayor Beeson and John Cook talk, and really it, it seems as if, you know, knock on wood, we're not going to have to worry about any precipitation, but the wind, the sun, the sweat was a big topic of discussion, um, and they were talking about, Everybody having to, to wipe the court with towels, nobody nobody is really above that. Yeah, for sure. I think that's, that's the one thing. That, I mean, it's going to be 80 degrees or right around there tomorrow and uh, doing physical activity. And Mary Beeson's even said when she's playing inside, she sweats a lot too. So I imagine we'll see almost all the players with a towel kind of tucked in on the backside of their shorts and uh, lots of those little, little uh, children uh, sitting around the courtside ready to uh, hop up there and wipe down some sweat after almost every single rally. So that's going to be interesting, too. I imagine we'll see a few extra headbands out there, too, and maybe even some sunglasses out there. So they're going to have to adapt to the conditions. That's kind of what they talked about, the things that they're worried about, the things they can't control. But uh, the thing is, both teams are going to have to deal with it. And I think uh, Becca Alex is one who said she'll, they'll, they'll treat it like almost like a beach match while they'll use some beach shots and terminology when they're out there. So lots of adjustments being made, but it'll be a fun atmosphere for sure. You talked about the, you, ta- you mentioned the sunglasses. Uh, they mm-hmm. talked about the, the pit vipers that they all got for beach season. Is there, are they going to be able to wear those while, while they play or is that some type of NCAA violation or, or something along those lines? I would assume they would. I wouldn't think otherwise. I mean, the NCAA relaxed their rules around jewelry the last couple of years. So, um, I mean, Hannah Worth wore, uh, they weren't sunglasses, but they were like sport, they're spec mm-hmm. racks that she, when she played for Nebraska a decade or so ago. So, um, what, I mean, what's the difference between wearing those and wearing the exact same things, but with, uh, colored lenses? So, 
Um, I, I think that they should be allowed, and there, there wouldn't be any problem with them wearing them. Especially, I mean, Nebraska UNO may or may not need them, but I bet for the Wayne State uh, Carney match, they will yeah. definitely need sunglasses for that that time. We're speaking to Lincoln Arneal of Huskers Illustrated ahead of Volleyball Day in Nebraska. Um, and Lincoln, before we really start to look to towards tomorrow, let's look at this last weekend. Nebraska uh, sweeps all their opponents, but it, it definitely wasn't pretty at times. I mean, just kind of give listeners a recap of what you saw from at the Bob um, against the all, you know all three of those opponents. Yeah. The big story coming out of that was the uh, the newcomers, specifically the freshmen. I think the freshmen really stepped up, and uh, they were, I mean, a couple of them made the all-tournament team and really kind of carried the load for Nebraska times. And you looked at the court, uh, sometimes out uh, of six players out there, four of them were uh, newcomers. So uh, I think it starts with uh, Setter Bergen-Riley. She started all three matches. I thought she played pretty well. The hitting percentages, uh, aren't. they left a lot to be desired, I guess. But I thought that she ran a very good offense. She did dispute, distributed the ball quite well, got the middles involved uh, in the offense, got them a good number of swings, and, and just really was effective and even got a couple blocks throughout the weekend. So I was really impressed with her debut. Uh, but then Harper Murray was the other kind of headliner of the event. She really stole the show. She came out, led Nebraska's offense, hit above 300, uh, was the most outstanding player of the uh, Emeritus Players Challenge over the weekend. So she was really kind of, uh, I don't know if she's a revelation, but she really stood out and really kind of um, exemplified what you want from uh, with a top recruit in the nation, too. So those two really stood out. Lainey Troboy provided great defense. She was named the all-tournament team. Uh, then Andy Jackson was just, wow. She was, uh, I mean, I, I, we've seen her glimpses of her in practice in the spring and uh, in Brazil, but I mean, she really kind of uh, has some tantalizing athleticism and what she can do in the court. Very few others can. So those those are a lot of the highlights of what the freshmen were able to bring uh, and really kind of uh, set a high high bar for what the rest of the season may hold. We're speaking with Lincoln Arneal, Hushes Illustrated, and, and speaking about those three games, were you as surprised as I was to not see any change at setter in any of those three games? Yes, a little bit. Yeah, I thought that. With all the other lineup changes going on, I mean, Sutter was a big question mark going into the season, too. So I thought maybe we'd see Kennedy or for one match, especially Saturday, go Bergen, Kennedy, Bergen. But um, but I, I think the other thing is, I mean, if you got a freshman Sutter, you want to give her as many reps as possible and just get her uh, used to playing with, with her teammates in a, in a game-like atmosphere. So uh, a little bit I was surprised as to not to give Kennedy some run at all, but... Um, if this is going to be Bergen's show, you want to get her as much playing time on the court as possible. Now, I, I don't know if you'll be able to answer this question, but is there any way in your mind that you could see John Cook you know, digging into the lineup and, and giving everybody on the roster a chance to see the court during this volleyball day at Nebraska match against Omaha? Yes. I, th- I think that I think this is one of the things. I mean, I don't know. It depends on what the score is, too, but I think it's one thing that uh, they're going to want to be able to tell their future generations, their kids, their friends, their families for the rest of the lifetime. So I think that we'll probably see everyone at least for, I mean, a couple, give them, give them a couple of rallies at the end just to get to experience. So uh, maybe that's just my mindset. If I was coaching this, I'm not. Uh, the approach that I take is just give them a few points, give them a chance to feel like what it's out there, what's like out on the court and kind of soak up that atmosphere and be uh, get, get the box score as well, too. So 
I mean, the, the, we'll see how close the mats are and the sets are, and if Nebraska's running away, I wouldn't be surprised to see some uh, loose substitution patterns. We're speaking with Lincoln Arneal, Huskers Illustrated. 91,000-plus going to fill uh, Memorial Stadium for Volleyball Day in Nebraska, but probably one of the bigger stories is that almost all of the alumni that are able to make it will be in attendance. Um, I know that you wrote a story um, – earlier this year on the first mm-hmm. Nebraska volleyball team, if you've been in contact with them, are they going to be able, are, are any of them going to be able to make it? And how big of a deal is it for Nebraska volleyball to recognize the, the people who helped build this program into what it, what it is? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I wrote a story kind of about the 74, 1974 volleyball team. They're the first volleyball team to be under the uh, guidance of the athletic department. They got scholarships, but they are not considered part of the official uh, Nebraska volleyball history. Um, so that's the background. I did text with one of them. Uh, in fact, today, earlier today, uh, she said she's coming down. They're going to the reception tonight. They were included in the uh, big Title IX celebration last fall, is how I kind of discovered them. Uh, but they're coming back, too. So I think it's going to be really neat. I mean, there's almost 100 of them coming to the stadium. They're bringing their families. It's a great opportunity because, as John Cook said today, too, when you bring them back to honor them at the Devaney Center. It's like, well, we got enough tickets for the 15 of you, but uh, not much else, not your families. But here they can all bring their families, bring their grandkids, and really get to experience Nebraska volleyball together. And uh, it's probably the largest gathering of uh, former Nebraska volleyball players in program history. So it's just kind of cool. Another cool element was as they're celebrating the history of Nebraska volleyball and this history-making event, that players who help built it what it is will be there in attendance. Lincoln, this this question is going to come completely out of left field, so just bear with me while I while I ask you this. Because um, Rico, I know, right? Rico and I were talking last segment about how you know the Bob the Bob has less than nine thousand fans, even though they added just a few more seats, you know, a couple hundred more seats uh, recently. And they still sell out every single every single match. And now here they are averaging are going to have over ninety thousand people fill a football stadium to watch. You know, multiple yes, multiple colleges and universities play volleyball, but mostly Nebraska is the biggest attraction there. In the next, in, in the near future, do you ever see where Husker volleyball could outgrow the Bob Devaney Sports Center? Yes. I think, I mean, I think they already have outgrown it, as we've mm-hmm. seen by the 90,000 people who won, and the yeah. fact that there aren't single-game tickets available for any of the uh, matches at the Devaney Center. Wow. Uh, but, but I think what Nebraska likes, and this is also why John Cook was very hesitant to even move out of the uh, 4,000-seat Coliseum, is that they like having their own space. This is their home. This is dedicated yeah. to just volleyball. And if they, you go to somewhere like Pinnacle Bank Arena, it's a sterile environment where they have to share with concerts with the basketball teams with uh who knows what other events that happened there too so gotcha. it's not someplace that they can call home so that's the one problem I mean, unless you're going to severely up- upgrade uh Devaney center and break down some of those upper walls um that i i, I don't know you lose some of that intimacy some of that atmosphere mm-hmm. it changes when you go into a bigger arena um that we've seen like at the final fours have hosted so I think that it's going to be tough, um, and it, that decision may not be John Cook. I, don't know, I imagine yeah. as long as he, he's head coach in Nebraska, they'll probably stay in Devaney, and it may be whoever follows him um, whenever that happens down the road. 
their decision to decide to upgrade it and continue to grow the fan base and see what the next move is. So uh, I think they, I mean, I think they already have outgrown it, but it's a matter of it's also theirs. It's what they call home. Yeah, I think that intimacy part is is a really big key for it because we've seen it throughout a lot of collegiate athletics, uh, not just in volleyball or you know, but a college world series moving from Rosenblatt to a more uh, commercial feel of TD Ameritrade or now Charles Schwab Field or now I mean you can even go Nebraska basketball going from the Bob to Pinnacle Banker. You you lose some of that intimacy, which definitely provides a juice for the players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, 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 that's one thing they were they were very deliberate when they designed or redesigned the Dandy Center. They added those archways to the top to kind of lower the ceiling, and mm-hmm. um, and really were very intentional about putting fans as close as possible to the action on the court, which is something you don't really have at PBA. Even yeah. that first row of seating is they're a good 10, 15 yards away from the actual court. We're speaking to Lincoln Arneal of Huskers Illustrated. Now, big picture question here in the world of college volleyball going on right now. Weekend one was insane. Plenty of upsets. I mean, just your overall thoughts on on Long Beach State and Tyler Hildebrand knocking off number one Texas, Purdue uh, falling as well, Penn State. I mean, just give us your overall thoughts on on Big Ten volleyball and college volleyball. Yeah, week one's really where the – uh, the expectations meet the harsh truth of reality. So uh, at Long Beach State, I watched the end of that match, uh, and they looked they looked pretty good. They really hung hung with Texas. There is the caveat that Texas was playing without their All American middle blocker Asia O'Neill, mm-hmm. who was a key part of their national championship run last year. But um, still beating Texas that first weekend out of the out of the gate is is a good feather in Tyler Hildebrand's uh, cap, and we'll see. We'll see if they can continue to build upon it when they come to Lincoln in a couple of weeks too. Um, the other the other things takeaways too is yeah Penn State went 0 and 2. Uh, they lost two matches to rated opponents down at Tampa, but I I wouldn't be sounding the alarms if I were Penn State too. I mean they had a lot of new pieces that they're trying to fit together, and it may take a little bit of time to uh, time to gel and figure out how all of all of them work together. So. Um, I, I'm not sounding any alarm bells about what Penn State did. There's, a, they have too much talent to uh, really think that they're they're going to struggle and just be a be a has been this year. They'll they'll find a way and they'll regroup this year. And um, but Purdue Purdue's tournament that was a good one. I mean Creighton was there. Creighton uh, Creighton beat Purdue, swept them quite easily too. But you kind of saw glimpses of that, and then Creighton turns around and they lose. Uh, to Duke. So uh, the one thing that I took away from that is Creighton struggled to close out sets. I mean, even when they won a set, it took them three or four set points to finally uh, find to close it out. So uh, that's a, a, I mean, I don't know if there's, there's a lot of chances to overreact, but I think there's a lot of learning moments for these teams to figure out, okay, this is what it's like when we're not playing against our team across the net. Yeah. So um, that, that's the other thing. The other thing, the last takeaway I had was San Diego going 0 and 3 out in Hawaii. They're just uh, they lost two matches all last season and lose three in the opening week and just a tough go. And they're kind of having to do a little bit of their talent that moved on after their run to the Final Four. So, well, that's another team to keep an eye on to see if they can regroup. And uh, they had some weaknesses pointed out that they can work on. Uh, I got I got two more questions for you. Unless you have to get out of here shortly. No, I got all day. All right. Uh, it's keeping it kind of national, kind of in the Big Ten. Is Wisconsin as good as they seem? Yes, I think they're they're really good. And they even kind of mix around with our lineup. Uh, their big transfer from Northwestern, yeah. Temi Thomas Alara, uh, really looked good on in their first match. 
Um, but then the second match, she did not play, and they uh, their other outside they have they have a third outside hitter they're not even using that much. Julie Orzel played for them. Mm-hmm. She played libero in their first season, their first match to open the season. Yeah. Uh, so they have depth where they can. I mean, she's a she was a fairly good six rotation outside hitter who can pass very well. So uh, they just got loads and loads of of talent that they can. Someone's not struggling. Oh shoot, we can go. Uh, Devin Robinson, you can go off, or Anna Smirk, you can go off, or Sarah Franklin, glad you're back healthy, you can go off for 15 kills. So they just have so much depth that it's going to be interesting to see what teams can do to slow slow down their firepower. But they were they they were one of the more impressive teams during the first weekend. The amount of talent that the Badgers have stockpiled is unfair, and uh, yeah. I think somebody should look into that. Um, speaking of talent and stockpiling. Can you speak on some of the recruits that might be visiting for Volleyball Day in Nebraska? Yes, I think a lot of the uh, a lot of the um, local recruits are, are visiting. The ones that have uh, committed, uh, I think Olivia Mock from Bennington will be here. Uh, Sky uh, Sky Pierce, who's down from the Kansas City area, who just got done playing at the uh, Under Twenty One World Championships, I believe she'll be coming up. Um, Aiden Names, who's from Texas, I think she's a. Uh, She's, those three are all the uh, 24 commits. I think they'll all be there. Um, and then I, I'm not sure about what are the 25s that are coming because um, they've been they've had quite the busy month. Almost every single one of Nebraska's 24 and 25 commits has played for the U.S. national team during the past month, whether it was at the Under-19 World Championships that won a gold medal or the U-21s who are playing against the girls that are probably four years old, older than them. So uh, there'll be a good crowd of, um, there is a there is a one middle blocker who is coming in, uh, who is uncommitted, and of course I don't have her name in front of me, but uh, <laughs> she she did play on the uh, the 21 team with a couple of the Nebraska commits. Um, I don't know how seriously Nebraska is recruiting her, but uh, she will be she will be coming in. Lincoln, the uh, the temperature according to the Weather Channel at first serve for Nebraska at 7 p.m. is going to be 86, or excuse me, 83 degrees. So you can't ask for much better uh, other than and with a nine mile an hour wind. I mean, I think I think Trev Alberts would be pretty pleased. Yeah, that's uh, we'll, for late August in Nebraska. I will uh, take that. Hopefully, to yeah. keep that humidity down, but no rain. 83 yeah. degrees, especially after we've lived through the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. That's a win. That's yeah, a win. I, I absolutely agree. Lincoln, we will both see you tomorrow at Volleyball Day in Nebraska. We appreciate you hanging out with us today. Um, enjoy tomorrow, and we'll talk to you soon. Excellent, gentlemen. You have a, have a good day, and stay cool. That is Lincoln Arneal of Huskers Illustrated. Appreciate his time, as always. Great stuff on volleyball, both on a Big Ten scale and also on a national scale, um, as well as we get ready for Volleyball Day in Nebraska. Let's go ahead and take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Happy Hour on 93.7 The Ticket. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.